0: Hi friends! Welcome to Season 2. The You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast is an authentic space to talk about life and truth and love. This podcast has evolved, which is no surprise to me, because when you choose to live authentically, you experience a lot of change. Thankfully, it's always a positive change, because when you ditch the coulds and shoulds and let God lead, the outcome is always beautiful. This podcast started as a resource for recovering perfectionists, but has expanded into a place for all to come and be themselves, share their struggles and their victories, giving God the glory along the way. Our world today suffers from an excessive amount of pressure on all sides that leave an individual feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, and eventually hopeless. My guests and myself have experienced all these feelings at one time or another which is why these stories and encouragements will inspire and uplift you. I have something very exciting to share with you. On December 30th, 2019, God inspired me to create the Truth and Tools workbook to serve as a catalyst between religion and relationship with God. Each section has two actionable steps to add to your life. Most likely, you just need a small shift in perception to activate the practices that are already there. There is a large gap between religion and relationship in the Christian faith, but it's been around for so long and is so normal that people don't realize it's there. But if you have ever felt like something was missing in your faith, You will find this workbook to be a precious tool in drawing you into a deeper relationship with the one true God. This workbook is now available on Amazon, so if it speaks to you, go check it out. If you purchase the paperback, you will be receiving three bonus chapters from my upcoming book, The Relevant Old Testament, so I'm really excited to share that bonus with you as well. Thank you, friends. Please enjoy today's episode. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Amy Loper. She is a writer as well as a content editor for Fearless Life magazine and columnist for His Favor magazine. I personally love her online ministry and I'm so grateful to have her here with us today. So thank you so much for being here, Amy. Oh, thank you,
1: Vanessa. It's great to be
0: here. glad you're here. So I want to just dive right into questions and ask you how long have you been a writer? Oh, well, that's a really
1: good question. Um, it kind of an interesting journey in that in my childhood, I really didn't have any ambitions. My ambition was to get married and have children and that didn't leave me to do anything after the age of 40. Right. So, (laughs) um, I, didn't have any ambitions. And um, we were looking for certain books to read to our children as they were growing up and I couldn't find them. And I was bemoaning that at a school drop-off, actually it was a pickup. And I was bemoaning that to a friend, a girlfriend, and she said, well, I suppose then you will have to write them.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I was taken quite aback by that. And that was in like 2005 or so. And so I self-published three books back in like 2007 to 2010 on a completely different genre uh, than I am writing now. Um, But I I felt kind of pushed into it and um, I didn't expect it necessarily to continue. Mm -hmm. But what happened was kind of a divine appointment. I. Don't do not live in the same town that I grew up in or went to high school in, but I happened to run into my high school English teacher um, around the same time that I was writing those books and really questioning should I be writing. Mm. And she said, Oh, I always knew you would make a great writer. And I was like, What are you serious? <laughs> Nick, and- why didn't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> it was really quite a surprise to me because. I literally had no ambitions when I was a child, and um, as, especially as far as writing, I always wanted to preach the word, actually, but I, I did not have ambitions for writing, and so to hear that was kind of like a real shot in the arm, if I can use that phrase. It really encouraged me that I, I can do this, and then the more I did it, the more I just fell in love with writing, so that's kind of my Really weird writing journey story. Well,
0: I think I have a couple of your books. Oh, really? Um, for my kids. Oh, because I have two girls. Oh, yeah, that's right. I so, do remember
1: that you ordered those.
0: Yes. Yeah. So those were really great. Those were oh, um, they were helpful and they were beautiful, and so I think you did oh, a good. great job. <laughs> Thank you thanks. So yeah, you know it's funny when you said that about having no ambition when you were younger. I thought first, it's the first time I've really ever heard that. And second, I was like, that was me. (laughs) Like I, I remember (laughs) in high school people being like, Oh, what are you going to be? What are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Do I have to know right now?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I remember sitting down with an eighth grade teacher upon graduating eighth grade. And they're like, what kind of classes and electives do you want to take? Once you go into high school, what do you want to do? And I was like, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. And even just hobbies had not quite occurred to me at that point. But um, it was a very, it's interesting. You know, I was only 13 when that teacher asked me that. And yet Mm -hmm. that question stuck with me. Like, what do I want? What do I like?
0: Mm And
1: so it opened up doors for me to, to do
0: some things that I did like, like art and things like that. That's awesome. So I know that studying God's word is very important to you. And I'm wondering, have you always studied it? I mean, obviously there's going to be a certain age, but do you feel like it's something you've done over your whole life or is that more recent practice?
1: Well, I got saved when I was about four years old, according to my mom. (laughs) And um, so I've been a Christian my whole life. Um, I did wander away for about a year, um, but I came back. And, uh, when I came back, I came back full force Mm -hmm. and, uh, that was in my teen years. And I, I did at that point, my mom gave me a one year study Bible at that point. And, um, she, that helped me tremendously to get into the word every day, because, uh, I think you've talked a little bit about enneagram. I know you've talked about the Enneagram on on here a little bit before, and I'm an Enneagram one. So that means when I start something, I start, I I continue. And um, because it was a one-year Bible, it kind of gave me an incentive to actually keep up with it and actually do it every single day. Um, But at that stage in my life, it was mostly just reading to say I have read and not that I publicized it or, or published that, but to, for my own self to just say I had read, and it was only you know I find sometimes God uses the strangest things in my life to move me forward, and sometimes it was a person um, who would question me that would move me forward, and oh, I need to go deeper. I need to actually study and know what I'm talking about, and uh, or or it would be a person who was like even showing off or being. Um, ungodly in their mm-hmm. pride about, about where they were at. That would make me go, oh, I want to go deeper. I want to actually know God. I want to, I want to study his word more deeply I want to have the answer. You know, it felt kind of like I knew the new Testament. Okay. I know what the gospels were and the epistles and, and the old Testament was like this dark area that I didn't quite know about. It was like foreign land to me. And yet, as I st- as I dove into the old Testament, and I know you've got uh, a project out on the old Testament. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with the old Testament because Mm -hmm. on every page in every story, I could see Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I fell in love with that. Um, And then when my husband and I met, he had this Bible that was like super thick and I remember opening it up and I had that one-year Bible, and he had this Bible that had footnotes. Mm-hmm. And in my Enneagram oneness, I loved that. I stole his Bible basically. Mm-hmm. I, I took it over, it became mine. And um I loved studying it. And it was when I read the book of Daniel with um all the footnotes and realizing how historically accurate the prophecies were Mm -hmm. that it really
0: excited me about the word of God. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm feeling everything you're saying for (laughs) sure. And I, I definitely feel so much different about the old Testament now. Um, And, and it wasn't even like, like you said, you knew the new Testament pretty well. I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't even say I knew the new Testament very well, even though I was I was saved when I was five. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to what my teachers taught. And I tried to read the Bible here and there and I just couldn't get into it. I just thought, oh, I I don't know. I don't know what this <laughs> is saying. I'll just, I'll just let them tell me at church. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but you know what? Same, you know, I don't know. I just felt like God was so patient with me. Yeah. And when I came to him, I was like, Oh gosh, I need you. I, I need you. Like I've been living this life the whole time Mm -hmm. trying to be a good Christian Mm -hmm. and it's just not working. You know, like, (laughs) like I just don't get it. I was very frustrated, very, uh, defeated. I felt, um, and like, I could be really good at something and it didn't matter. It just, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. And it's so true because it's like, if you're not on the vine, yes, then it, you're just sticks that are thrown away in the fire. I mean, it mm-hmm. really doesn't matter. And so I learned that lesson so deep and, um, and God has just like brought me closer and closer and closer and closer year after year. And I love the Bible more today than i've ever i mean every year i love it more Is what i'm trying to say and i now love the old testament i get so excited um when i read it and same as you you know when you see jesus you're like oh Oh, yeah there's a picture of jesus um but just learning from all the people that were on the flannel graphs yes Uh uh-huh but in a deep, intimate way, really paying attention to their story, really paying attention to how God um, worked with them, even though none of them were perfect. Right. None of them. They all made mistakes, but God used them Mm -hmm. to fulfill prophecy and, you know, to further that, you know, the, the line of Jesus came out of those people. Right. So it's just really cool. And I, yeah, anyway, I love <laughs>
1: so, it. I love how it's sometimes their imperfections that make them the most real to us because we can so relate mm-hmm. to those imperfections. We can so relate to their humanness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's good when you finally get past that flannel graph and realize where those stories come from and that those people were real people just like you and me, Yes. They, They struggled, they heard from God, they walked with God, and they were victorious, most of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious about the methods you use to study the Bible, like, uh, and what you find helpful that you can share with us. Um, As far as methods, I really try to
1: let the Holy Spirit guide me. Um, That's my favorite thing to do. It's kind of like an adventure that we do together. I've done many times where I've gone straight through. I know that there are a lot of resources out there, but can I be honest and tell you that I like to make a lot of my own resources? Mm -hmm. Um, When I make my own resources, it really sticks. And that doesn't mean that I don't use other people's resources. I love those things. Um, But like, uh, I remember being 18 years old and trying to figure out how the Bible fit chronologically. I think before there was a chronological Bible in print. And it really um, stuck with me. And so I, sometimes I read the Bible chronologically and sometimes I read it uh, as it's written, you know, from Genesis to Revelation. Um, and sometimes I'm like, I just finished Isaiah and I don't know where to go. I, I mean, I could just move on to Jeremiah, but what do you want me to do, Lord? And he'll just say, go read Hosea or, or go read this or that. And I. And, um, And it just clicks. And I'm like, oh, yes, of course. And so we go and reread that together. And he shows me what he was trying to tell me there. And uh, so I really let the Holy Spirit guide me. Um, I do still read a psalm every day. And I do read some out of the New Testament every day. And um, then I kind of study in the Old Testament. I'm I'm kind of a geek like that. I'm really a word nerd.
0: (laughs) Well, as you can see, I'm smiling the whole time you're saying all this because I'm like, wow, that is, I mean, you, you feel so, I don't know. I feel like I'm so different than everybody yeah. else, but then you're saying that and I'm like, oh, well, wow. That's so similar to me. I do the uh-huh. exact same thing. People go, well, how do you know what to read? And I'm like, I ask the Holy spirit and then he tells me. And so, and no, I don't just, you know, it's not one of those you know i close my eyes and point my finger not like that no 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 um so like right now currently i am reading in luke in genesis in john in psalms and um philippians <laughs> <laughs> because i have different reasons for for all of them right. and uh and it's really cool because I've been doing a Bible study with my husband, oh, uh, which is a new thing. Yeah. Um, oh. I, I can't remember. I, I know we started during the pandemic. I, I believe And mm-hmm. I was like, did we start before? I, I couldn't remember the timeline, but we've gone through several books now. And he he's like, what do you think we should read next? And what's funny is I knew you we were coming to an end. In what, what did we just do? Um, we actually did Song of Solomon, uh-huh. Yeah. And I've actually I've never done that one. Yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I knew we were coming to an end in that, and I just kind of had this like, hmm, I wonder what we should read next. And mm-hmm. I heard Philippians in my head, so I just heard it. And then um, when he asked the next week, hey, what do you think we should study? I'm like, Philippians, maybe? And then like we pray and and decide, okay, yeah, let's do Philippians. And oh, I'm loving it so much. And we only oh, yeah. we spent like two uh two days worth in chapter one. Oh yeah, yeah, like two it's different a, days. Book. I know, oh it's so it's good, it's so very good. needy, yeah. So good. Cause I I mean, I love Paul's writings mm-hmm. always, so I was really excited to you know dig into that, but then you know, on, um, Instagram, I do live Bible reading every day, right? Yeah. Monday through Friday. And I do Genesis, John and Psalms. And I asked the Lord for those. I was like, okay, God, I want to do, I think old Testament, new Testament, and then maybe Psalms, you know? And so yeah. which what should we do? And then it was like, start at Genesis. And then Oh, it's got John. Okay, let's do John. Like, and then I confirm, was well, that what you wanted? Is that what you still want? Do you want me to switch it up? So, and then and then Luke, I do for myself mm-hmm. right now. That's yeah. just where I ended up, but then I share that with another group. Um, oh. just like so I do my own Bible study, and then I like share my thoughts with uh-huh. with a little group I have in a messenger, so it's just funny. That's why I am in all those different places, but it was all guided by prayer yes and um and obedience you know and and then i just get excited because like i'll read something in luke and then i see you know a very like like I it matches up in John the same day and I'm like yeah.
1: isn't that amazing I love yeah. how God does that
0: I know it gets me all excited and then uh-huh. I was at church and the pastor was in Mark but it was just talking about the scripture I had read the day before in John I was like ah. This is so cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That is such a confirmation that you're right where you're supposed to be. And the Holy spirit is trying to show you something in in particular in that area. That's awesome. Yeah. I love love
0: that. Yeah. It's so cool. So, um, we're, we're pretty similar in that, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't follow a specific book or anything like that. I just use the Bible. Yeah. Um, and then we, we do use commentaries here and there, but, um, yeah. But only after we've studied the text, just us and the Holy Spirit, yeah. you know. Yeah. So anyway, um, mm-hmm. you and I are both passionate about intimacy with God. Oh, yeah. And so this is something I wanted you to share with us about, you know, personally why it's important to you. Mm. Well, um, like I said, I, I
1: walked away from the Lord for a bit when I was a teenager. Um, and when I came back I came back uh, wholeheartedly and yeah I dealt with a lot of trauma from that period of time. In fact, I was being stalked and um, threatened my life was being threatened so i I literally slept with my Bible because I wanted Jesus closer and I was a young teenager and that's the only thing that I could think of. I would just pray and and hold on to my Bible all night. It was the only thing that helped me sleep. And I, I'm not suggesting that we use the Bible as a good luck charm or, <laughs> or anything like that. But for me, it was just a comfort to know that his word was near. And um, His, the relationship that we can have with the Lord has been quite a journey for me. I knew growing up in the church that I grew up in was very blessed to grow up, grow up in. That the Lord spoke. But because human nature is what it is, I did not think that God would speak to me. I felt like He would speak to the leaders, He would speak to those special people who are prophets, but ordinary me sitting in a pew, probably not, unless it was like life or death.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and so i went through a journey of really feeling like i should be able to have more i should be able to hear more i should be able to have an intimate relationship with the lord and it was a struggle for me because i couldn't find i would talk to different pastors and say how do you do this how do you hear from the lord and i remember one guy said well I would insist on it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to what arm wrestle God and make (laughs) him talk to me. Uh, That doesn't make any sense to me. Be like Jacob. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't want any hip bones out of socket. Thank you. Um, So um, it was kind of a frustration and I just kept learning and kept trying and the Lord would so graciously show me things in his word, but it was really about the pursuit Um, as oftentimes as Americans, especially, I think we want things instantaneously Mm. and slap it on and, Oh, here you go. Now you have a relationship. Mm. That's not the way that any relationship works. If you think about marriage, a healthy marriage in a healthy marriage, anybody, anybody, anybody will tell you what's the key to, to a healthy marriage relationship communication. Mm -hmm. It is not any different for your relationship with God. That's right communication is key. And that cannot be one-sided relation, uh, one-sided communication. Mm -hmm. If you think about one-sided communication in a marriage relationship, you know, that that's not okay. Mm -hmm. Right. If the wife is the one doing all the talking and the husband's just smiling and nodding or just going whatever, and never communicating, you know, that that's not a healthy relationship. We, We can see that in a human illustration. Um, in a, In a spiritual sense, we need to make sure that we're giving space for God to speak to us, that we're giving honor to God to speak to us. You know, he spoke to people throughout the Bible. What makes us think that he stopped? Mm
0: -hmm. He He didn't stop. He talks to me every day.
1: (laughs) Exactly. He never stopped speaking. He never stopped communicating with humankind and he never stopped desiring relationship with you not just with the leader, the person behind the pulpit or the, or the music leader with each and every child of God. He wants that relationship. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. If you're a sheep, you can know his voice. The problem is, is that we've trained ourselves out of it. We've trained ourselves to think that it's not for us or that uh, he doesn't do that anymore. And
0: those things are really lies of the enemy to keep yeah. us
1: separated from
0: him. I totally agree. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because um, that's another thing that I'm, I'm always trying to encourage my friends with because they think I'm special No, because I talk to God and he talks to me and they're like, Oh, I don't have that. I'm like, but you can, yes. you, you don't have it because you don't believe you can have it. Right. But like you said, and, and I mean, I say this all the time, like God wants this closeness Mm -hmm. with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to guide you. He wants to show you his way. You know, he wants that communication with you and you're the one not responding. Yeah. Yeah. And, And you know, I know for, I mean, for myself, I don't think I heard God speak to me until I was 34 years old when I called out yeah. and that's the, first, and I'm not, maybe he did, but that was my first memory of like God actually responding to me. Mm-hmm. And it was because he knew my heart was ready. It was open to receive right. what he had to say. I believed he was real. I believed he had an answer for me and I heard it. Yeah. And then that voice, and I, t- I tell people too, you know, friends and family, like, oh, no, I know God's voice. Like, I know what it sounds like now. Like, I know his voice, and his voice never uses guilt.
1: No, it never no.
0: uses shame. It's always of peace, of right. truth. It lines up with what his word says. Yeah. Right. And it's always yeah. love. Um, and love. I'm going to add this on love doesn't mean, you know, oh, I accept every single thing that (laughs) you do. Yeah. No, love means correction at times, but it's still not guilt and it's still not shame. There's a difference. And that's how I know the enemy from God. Right. Um, Because the (laughs) enemy uses guilt all the time of stuff that's oh, yeah. like total lies it's total right. lies <laughs> and,
1: and he also just tends to paint everything like if you fail in an area he tells you you are a failure mm-hmm. or if you sin he tells you you are that sin instead when you hear god correct you i if, it's funny. I just recorded a vlog that'll come out in the next couple months on this very thing. Like I would seriously rather hear the correction of God than the encouragement of man, because mm-hmm. when I hear the correction of Amen. God, it always comes with hope. It comes with a path out of, of what I've gotten myself stuck in. And it comes with just so much love. In fact, I'm a very vis- visual person. So this might not relate to everyone because everybody hears in a different way and that's okay. Um, but um, I hear when I hear God, I often see his face and he is always joyful. Now, naturally I try to have joy but it's an effort for me as a, as a person with my personality. I tend more toward seriousness and melancholy even. And so I am shocked that whenever I see God's voice, unless he's weeping with me, mm-hmm. he is joyful. Even when he's correcting me, he's coming alongside me saying, Come on, daughter, I've got you. Let's do this yes. together this time. Yes. And that's the kind of correction that comes from him. It is mm-hmm. never going to beat you up, it is never going to. Uh, classify you as bad or anything like that. It is always going to lift you up. You, You think about even the correction that Paul used very, very sternly in the New Testament. He says, do you not know that you are temples of the Holy Spirit? In his correction, he's actually lifting you up. He's edifying you. He's saying, you're not this horrible thing you're treating yourself as. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And God is The one who gave him those words to say, Mm -hmm. he's the one who builds us up every time we meet with him.
0: Yeah. He's not the one squashing you down, making you feel small, making you feel unworthy. That's not him. That's the devil. (laughs) Yeah. And and I know, I I know the difference and you know, the devil, eh, it's been a lot better lately, but the devil has had plenty of goes at me. <laughs> yes, me too. And now I know, Oh no, that's just you devil. Get out yeah. of here. Like yeah. I'm you're a liar and not truth is not in you. I'm not going to listen to you. Um, and then I build myself up with the God's word. Yeah. Um, I, yes, I let it. Speak. Right.
1: Yes. And that's how we do this. We, we, we know that when we come to the Lord and we're trying to hear him, we can ask for the Holy spirit to speak for us. And you, we know that Jesus said that when we ask for the Holy spirit, he doesn't give us something other than the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. He says, when you ask for bread, am I going to give you a stone? Um, no, of course not. He's going to give us what we need and yes. He gives us the Holy spirit. And when he does that, then, then we can hear, and we can hear one of three things. We can hear the enemy try to speak to us try to step in and Mm -hmm. speak. We can hear our own flesh speak to us, or we hear the Holy Spirit speak to us. And we know it's the enemy if it's condemning or negative or uh, unkind to us or to others. If they're like, oh yes, you're perfect. And everybody else is wrong. That's that's still the enemy, even mm-hmm. though it's complimentary to you, it's still not God's voice. That's right. And then by knowing the word of God, we can discern when his voice is the voice that's speaking. We need to be prolific. We need to, um, know the word of God.
0: Yes. And you see proficient. It, it, that's the word I'm trying to find. It really is for me. It really does keep coming back to the word because, yes. um, I think I might've even, I, I was writing it yesterday. I don't know if I shared it at all, but, um, we, God can meet us anywhere, yeah. but, but we can't use that as a reason, to not read the Bible because right. you will not continue to discern with the Holy spirit or know God's voice. If you don't study his word, he gave it to us mm. so we could know him right. and And if you try to get to know him without his word, you're making up stuff. You're making up your own God. And guess what that is? A false (laughs) idol. Right. That is a false idol. And how do I know that? I read the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Like it all goes back to that. That's how we discern what is right. What is wrong. We don't have to guess what would Jesus do. It's written down in the pages. Right. We do not have to guess that. And I, I, that's a, I mean, that's a little, um, what do you call it? Tangent, but I I think in the culture today, I I get so irritated when people use Jesus as a reason to accept sin. Yes. I'm like, no, 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 no. You you don't know Jesus then, because <laughs> right, because the the come as you are is true, but yeah. that means Absolutely. come to Jesus as you are, there's no prerequisite. You, you don't have to be at a certain status to come meet with Jesus, but Jesus doesn't call you to stay as you are. Right. He, he has you. something he loves- better for you. He has That's something right. better for you. That's right. So, no, he does not invite you to keep living in sin. He has never done that ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just true. And if you don't believe me, go read the Bible. and' <laughs>
1: As of a few days ago, I have eight grandchildren, Ooh, yes. Congrats. <laughs> And you know, I will testify. There are times you have to tell a toddler. No, there are times you have to tell a 14 year old. No, there are times when you, because you love, not because you're feeling unloving, but because you love them, you have mm-hmm. to redirect them. You have to tell them that's not good for you. You cannot have just, you know, candy for breakfast. It doesn't work that way. I that's never- love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My grandson, when he was about two years old, he wanted to jump off the top stairs. I'm like, no, that's not going to let you do that. Sorry. Mm -hmm. He wanted next to sit on top of the refrigerator. I told him no, Mm -hmm. You you know, there are things that we as human beings want, and we have no idea why the Lord tells us no, but we don't have to know because we know him. We know his heart for us. He loves us. And that's enough.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And, and I, there are, there's been things in my life where I'm like, why, why didn't you help me with that? Or why didn't you, well, help me in the way that I wanted you to help me, I should say. (laughs) Um, And then I resolve with, you know what? I don't need to know because what I do know is that you are good and your ways are higher than mine. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's all I need to know. Mm -hmm. So on my podcast, I always talk about a struggle with my guests because yeah. I believe that sharing our struggles helps us relate and then we connect. Right. Mm-hmm. So I personally can relate to your struggle of building a platform for traditional publishers. Right. Um, I totally, Oh, I know that struggle. So can you talk with us a little bit about yours?
1: Sure. Well, um, in case you aren't in the, uh, writing field, um, you should know that it's not the same as it was even a few years ago Mm -hmm. and certainly not the way it was a decade or two ago. That's right. Um, It is pretty much up to the author to build their audience before they are considered for publishing. And we can kind of understand that in the, in the regard that publishers aren't out to lose money and they're not a charitable organization. Um, And so it is up to us to build to build that audience and really what you have to keep your head around is that you're not just building followers and more people liking me that's that's not it what you're doing is you're you're reaching more people you're you're making sure that the next outlying circle of, of friends around you can uh, get reached with the message that god has put on your heart And that is all important. It is quite a struggle though. And maybe it's the Enneagram one in me, but every time I hear somebody else's new idea of how to build your audience, I can really find myself going off in, in every direction and exhausting myself. And that's not helpful to me. It's not helpful to my family. It's not helpful to my ministry. And it's not what God wants for me. That's right. So coming to the Lord every day and saying, what do you want me to do Mm -hmm. is key. And again, we come back to that intimate relationship where you can hear from God, because really the direction you can get from God is so much better. I I have a saying that hearing the voice of the Lord is much better than hustle. You know, Mm -hmm. hustle can only get you so far. And it will exhaust you. Amen. You know, my husband is not a one on the Enneagram. He is a nine and he is very generous to me. And he will say things like, well, you did, you did your best. But as a one, I can always think of one more thing I could have done. Mm -hmm. And um, there, there is always going to be more that you could do. And so just settling your heart down and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? Yep. How do I? Do what you've called me to do? How do I minister to the people that you've given me to minister to today and prepare myself for the people that you've called me to minister to tomorrow? Yes. What do you want me to do today for that? And that is crucial. And I'm not saying I get that right all the time, I get my eyes off the ball um, with sad frequency. But that's my come back to place. That's my, I've got to come back to what does, what is God telling me to do today? What is the next step you want me to take, Lord? And not going farther and not um, going any less than what he's told me to do, because you said it earlier, Vanessa, you, you talked about obedience is crucial for hearing the Lord. And it mm-hmm. it's so true. If you want to hear from the Lord, you've got to obey what he tells you. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you're not hearing from the Lord, I'd recommend you go back and look at the last thing he told you to do Mm -hmm. and make sure you did it. Because sometimes have you ever talked to a child and they're asking you for something and you've told them to go clean their room and they're ignoring your instruction and asking you for a cookie or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then you just have to get, just stop and stare at them. They know what you've said until they go and do the instruction that you've given them. And sometimes I feel like the Lord does that with me a little bit. He's like, um, honey, I told you what you needed to do. Yep. Yeah. And I need to go back and do it before I hear the next step, because I want to skip ahead and, and move past him. And I just need to stay in step with him.
0: And, you know, Jesus said that obedience is how we show our love to God. Yeah. Like keep my commands. That's how we do it. And it mm-hmm. makes so much sense to me because I think, you know, there can be a negative connotation around that. oh obedience, obey. Da, da. Yeah. But oh my goodness, you guys, if you know, if you knew how good God is, you would know that obeying Him brings you joy. It brings you peace. Yeah. It, oh, it, it strengthens you because yeah. this is exactly what you were created for. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, I'm really excited that you said what you said about the struggle and the building the platform. Cause I was like, wow, once again, <laughs> we're in total agreement. I feel like God told us the exact same thing mm-hmm. and we're practicing the exact same thing because, um, now it's been a while now. I think it's been like maybe two, well, maybe close to two years where I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing all these gimmicky things to build my following. I'm going to let God guide that as well. Yeah. I yeah. said, God, you know, the way. And um, here's the thing, the reason why is because there's so many programs or techniques or whatevers that you can try. But when I look into them, they don't feel right in my spirit well, because yeah, I feel go. like I am doing something away, f- like from God to benefit. God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. I, I'm not saying it right, but I, I feel like the hustle needed is not of God. Right. That, that is not what God has called me to do. And I've learned that lesson very, like a lot of times to where mm-hmm. I'm like, Nope, I'm done learning that one. I got it. Like <laughs> hustle. No. Um, and I remember, uh, like three years ago or so, Uh, creating a post being like, I quit the hustle. I'm not hustling anymore. Um, but you know, and, and it was over something specific, but then, you know, I'm, I'm doing the writing thing and I'm in these communities and trying to learn. And and I thought, you know what, this, this is pulling me away Mm -hmm. from listening to God's voice because, oh, well, I got to do this thing so that I can reach more people for the kingdom. What? Like <laughs> my thing that I should be doing to reach more people for the kingdom should involve consulting God every single day, all yeah. day long. Right. Um, and that's what I know in my heart. And I also know that if there is some method or some training, whatever that he wants me to do, he will absolutely guide me there. The Holy spirit, Holy spirit will confirm it and I will obey. Yeah. So I don't worry about my numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I'm like, those are yours. God, I right. surrender the numbers to you. The outcome is yours. I'm just, my only job is to be obedient. That's it.
1: That's right. That's it. Your only job is to be obedient.
0: Let and him as, long as, as long as I can feel like I'm being obedient, guess what? My soul is satisfied. I have peace. I have contentment. I have joy because I'm like, oh no, I'm obeying the Lord. That's all I need to do. Right. I don't need to win the approval of man. Or woman, (laughs) I I don't need to do that anymore because I finally get it. I finally get it. I only need the approval of God. And guess what? I already have it. That's right. And I, so why wouldn't I want to talk to him every day?
1: (laughs) You know, oh my goodness. I find it works so much better when I keep my eyes focused on just obeying him and serving the people that he's brought to me already. Yep. And as I just, as I just see, Lord, how do you want me to bless and minister to those people who
0: who you've already brought me? The ideas come. Yep. How can we support you? And how can we stay connected to your journey? Oh, that is
1: that is so sweet, Vanessa. I really appreciate that. Um, I, I am at amyloper.com if you want to find me. And that Amy is spelled uniquely. That is A M I. Um, And my last name is L-O-P-E-R. So my website is very easy. It's just my name, amyloper.com. And I'm on all the socials under that same name. So I'm not super creative when it comes to, (laughs) I don't have any unique names other than my
0: own. So. But you're easy to
1: find. So. um, Yes. As long as you remember how to spell my name, I am easy to find.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. And just for talking with me. Let me add one
1: more, one more thing in case, uh, someone is interested on my website. I do have a couple of resources talking about these specific things. One of them is, uh, five reasons that you might not be hearing from God. So if you're, if this message is really hitting your heart and you're like, okay, well give me more information. I haven't heard from God in a while and I don't know why not. It's on my website. It's under the resources tab on my website. And I also have a fun, it's just a fun, quirky thing. It's a quiz and it's what uh, it's discover your biblical prayer personality. And so I basically um, have um, four personalities that you could fall under. It might be a Peter or a Paul or a David, and you can go on there and you can see who you most line up with in the Bible. It's just for fun, and that's also on my website. There's a banner at the top of my website where you can click on that and uh,
0: do your quiz and get your results. That sounds so fun! Thank you for sharing that. Sure. All right. Well, thank you again for being here. Thank you, Vanessa. It was it was a great time. Hi friends, I'm so glad you've been enjoying The You Don't Have To Be Perfect podcast and wanted you to know that if you'd like to support and help share its uplifting message, you can leave a positive review on Apple or Spotify. To donate 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 a month, simply click the anchor link in the notes of this show. Once you're on the Anchor homepage of the You Don't Have To Be Perfect podcast, click the middle button that says support and select your amount and enter your info. It's quick and easy and will make a great impact on the lives of my family. Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.